0: You're listening to Hashtag No Filter with Zach Peter. That's me, your naturally platinum blonde pop culture connoisseur. I'm the reality TV junkie, self-improvement addict, and host with only the hottest tea spilled fresh weekly. For more hot takes, go and give me a follow at JustPlainZach. I always keep it funny, and I always keep it cute. And if you're like me and you want to stay up to date with the latest reality tea... Give us a follow at No Filter with Zach on the Instagram, or you can always join our private Facebook group. The link is in the description below. We have so much tea to break down today, which is why I have a nice, iced, fresh can of my No Filter wine, No Filter Rosé. Today I have out the Drag Me cans, and from what I'm told, we have just like a very few limited... uh, packages left of the drag me cans so you're gonna to want to stock up today right now that way you have some in time for this weekend's potomac potomac is heating up it is getting spicy um and i'm i, I don't know if i'm team candace or team karen or team giselle or team monique or or team happy or ness i don't know it's so much going on in potomac but today we're going to be breaking down real housewives of salt lake city real housewives of beverly hills i'm going to be making my guests play some shady spitfire and it's going to be a good time <laughs> Don't forget this Tuesday, we have Bravo Book Club. 6.30 p.m. Pacific, 9.30 Eastern. On the Instagram at NoFilterWithZach, we're dissecting the first three chapters of Erica Jane's book Pretty Mess. We're getting into it. So be sure to grab your copy and get ready this Tuesday, 6.30 p.m. Pacific. Also today on the Skinny Confidential Instagram, I'm doing a takeover. So go to at the Skinny Confidential on Instagram. My skincare hot tips and tricks and how I use the hot mess ice roller, especially when I'm hungover because I've had too many rosés, which happened this weekend go and check it out at the skinny confidential all right are we ready for today's guests it's the three some you guys have been asking for and we're going to be going all sorts of up and down spilling lots of iced tea please welcome from up and adam live adam coy newell and from down with jason jason barrett
1: hi hi hi. hey zach how are you i'm great how are you guys oh good. i think good. i felt I, you know, I didn't, I wasn't drinking your rosé this weekend because I had too much of that last week. So it disappeared really quickly, but I did have a rough weekend. Um, So I'm going to ask you for whatever roller you use so that I can also (laughs) look as decent after I drink.
0: Listen, Sutton has a cute little roller that she does on her face, but you need something heavy duty, especially when you're waking up and you're a little hungover. So the hot mess ice roller is my fave.
2: I think have? I'm also going to borrow that after he borrows it from you because I, since I was with Jason, had the same kind of weekend. So it looks like we all had one hell of a weekend. <laughs> Jason, what does your sweater say? This is the nothing new
1: department. It's actually, um, so kick. I think it's like kick art. Does it? Um, it's I stole it from Adam. Adam, is is
0: your merch still, you have like the limited edition merch options. Are those still happening?
2: Yeah. So um, every week we're continuing to put out new merch with different housewives sayings. Um, And it's actually been exciting because we, well, I have had different graphic designers who have reached out to me and they're like, wait a minute. I don't love this. I feel like I can do it better as long as you just mention me. I'm like, yeah, that's great. If you have art, you want to share it and you want me to sell it on my merch store, 100%. Absolutely. I will shout you out. Boom. There you go. Where's your merch store? So you can find it on my channel up in Adam, but it's through bonfire. And the cool thing about this is bonfire actually just launched a merch shelf. So it takes like 14 days to get it on your YouTube channel. I've waited like 13 now. So hopefully by tomorrow <laughs> when you click on my videos, you can just see the merch right there instead of having to go through my description yeah. and to go find the merch store. So I'm Hoping. sure
1: you could just go to store.upandatomlive.com. Thank
2: Jason you. handles all this stuff. Can you tell? <laughs> see, there you go. That's you needed. I don't have a Jason.
0: I'm like no and I'm pimping it out to the people on the street of downtown LA. Um, I need a Jason. So are you guys ready to dive into all the hot topics we're breaking down today? Let's I've been waiting for this. Okay. I know you, Jason's been really excited about Salt Lake city. Cause when I did your show or when we did the, the countdown for the launch of Jason's YouTube channel down with Jason, he was very excited to talk about Salt Lake city, um, which we'll get to, but I want to start with Beverly Hills first. Cause I feel like everybody's up in arms about Beverly Hills right now. We have the reunion that just taped. It's going to be airing in October. Um, but everybody's hell bent over the seating chart. Have you guys seen the seating chart?
2: Yes. Jason, have you
1: seen it? I haven't, but I kind of had. I kind of got where a couple of them were sitting. I is it true that what Erica's on the left of Andy and Kyle's on the right?
0: Yes. So uh, the seating chart to Andy's left is Erica, Rena, Doree, and then at the end is Crystal. And then to the opposite side, it's Kyle, Garcelle, and at the end, it's Sutton. Everybody is so mad that Sutton is at the end and they think that it is so rude to put Sutton at the end. But my thing is, it's like, well, Sutton and
2: Krista are both the newbies. See, I have to kind of disagree just a little bit, almost agree with the people who are upset, because I feel like even though they're the newbies, it's like the prestigious spot to be sitting right next to Andy, right? We all know that. But also, what did Dorit bring to this season? What did Lisa Renatus technically bring to this season? I feel like they could have put Dorit on the end across from Crystal Kung Minkoff and at least move setting up a seat.
0: Yeah, I mean, my thing is it's like, well, Kyle is the OG, So she's naturally going to have a spot next to Andy. That's kind of the safe choice. Erica was the focal point of the season. I know everybody hates to admit that, but it's like we tuned in for Beverly Hills this season because we wanted to see the legal drama unfold. We didn't really care to see Sutton roll her face. It was fun and we enjoyed it. But Erica carried this season. And whether you like her or not, I'm not saying we should like her or not, but we tuned in to watch this whole Girardi thing explode. So I think she earned the other spot next to Andy. I do kind of agree that Rina and Dorit didn't bring very much. I think part of the reason they didn't bring very much is because there was so much happening with the other cast members that their storylines got diluted. And so we didn't see as much happening with them. I'm sure if there we needed more filler scenes, we would see more of their scenes at home. Um, but and I think the safe choice was to put Crystal and Sutton at the end because they were the first-time diamond holders. I just, I I thought that was the safe choice for them to have. Jason?
1: I I feel like Sutton could have gotten like a a seat or two closer. Um, I... I'm just kind of mad that Dorit and Crystal are even at the reunion because I don't know what what do you need to pipe in about? What are you going to chime in about? Why
0: are you coming for my girls? Those are my two favorite on the cast, Jason.
1: Listen, I don't mind. I don't mind Dorit. I was just so disappointed with with Crystal this season. I was really? I was really hoping for a powerhouse. I thought she happen. was a
0: powerhouse.
1: She to me, she's the new Teddy. Really?
0: Wow. Yes. That is a
1: hot take. That is. Yeah. Those are strong words. That's blasphemy. I mean I I that's all that's all I I got from it. you know this season I just got that you're kind of boring, you know? And I don't know I don't know if I would want to see her on another season.
0: Really? Wow. I want to see her another season cuz I feel like she's like un unap- like everyone's like oh she's a mean girl, she's a bitch and I'm like yeah and she owns that she's a bitch and I love that. She's like I don't know I don't know her. I've never heard of her. I don't give a fuck about her and I'm good. Like she is just like so Herself, And I am here for every second of it. She's not afraid to like, you know, rough Sutton up in the dirt because I think Sutton likes to think that she's big and bad. And I mean, look at every single feud that Sutton has had this season with Crystal, with Kyle, with Erica. Sutton has run out in tears every single time. I think Sutton likes to think she's big and bad, but... Did she really bring it or is or are people thinking that she brings it because they hate Erica so much that they like that Sutton's the only one asking these questions of her?
1: Well, I feel the same way as as when Erica says, you know, if it wasn't for me, Sutton wouldn't have, you know, a paycheck this season because I she brought all of the the storyline. But then what was Crystal's storyline fighting with Sutton? Because that that, you know, I, I don't. I don't
0: know. That's a good point. Crystal didn't have a strong storyline this season. I think we got like a good introductory. We got to meet her. We got to see some of her culture. I know the finale is like a her Chinese New Year party that she's having for all the ladies. So I think she we got a good introduction to her. Sutton did have more of a storyline. She's moving into her new house. So fine, we can give her that. Adam, how are you feeling?
2: I have three things that I want to address here. One... I need to make a note um, to look up blasphemy after this because I don't know what that means. Two, when it comes to Crystal Kong Minkoff, I feel like I give it to her that she was able to kind of not give a shit when it came to any of the different situations. But I also feel like this is her freshman season on the show. And it's so hard for women to come into these situations where there's already an ensemble cast and try to figure out where their place is within that cast. So I'm going to chalk it up to this is a freshman season and I would actually like to see more of her. Believe it or not, Jason and I share a difference of opinions every once in a while. Difference of opinion. Um, And then when it comes to Sutton, Sutton for me brought all of the questions that we as the fans wanted to ask watching the show. She was the one who said, hey, over here, shit's not adding up. Over here, I feel like there's some flags wait a minute. Did you guys read the article? No, none of you guys could read the article. So you had to get your lawyers to read it. Well, I read the article and it said this. So her and Garcelle, especially Garcelle, they asked a lot of the questions in favor of the fans. And I think that there's something to say about that. See,
0: I'll put some respect on Garcelle's name. I think Garcelle brought it. Garcelle's not afraid of Erica. She also tried to have compassion for Erica as her friend. Um, she also brought in the personal touch with her sister and how, you know, what Tom did was really screwed up because it happened to Garcelle's sister. I'll even put a little respect on Dorit's name. Cause Dorit stood up to, to Erica at that second or third dinner, the one at the Finally. dinner at Kathy's house, but she she did it. Kyle has not. She did. Kyle hasn't. Rina, you can't really say hasn't because Rina's been very much in support of Erica, so she hasn't. You can't really call her a flip flopper. And that's in that scenario. Crystal has also stood beside Erica. Um, I think Garcelle deserves a lot more credit than Sutton, because I think Sutton likes to say a lot in the confessionals. Sutton likes to say a lot behind Erica's back. She asked the questions. You're right. Is she asking them to Erica's face? Well, I guess she did. Actually, no, I take that back. She did ask them at Kyle's house for the, the Christmas dinner. She did do that. Um, I think that her motive is a little more self-serving. I think Garcellen and and Dorit have mentioned the victims and their talking point has been more in support of the victims and Sutton's talking points have been more of in support of her reputation and not being, you know, held on the line or not being dragged in the press for Erica's legal drama. Um,
2: Well, I have to say though, I feel like I'm in mourning this season. And I'll tell you why. I feel like we lost two key players one teddy rest in peace the persona of erica jane because who's going to fund that anymore and two where is relentless Rina? did harry hamlin bury that that alter ego in the backyard in the garden i don't understand because if you're if you buried it next to the tomatoes you're going to get some rotten tomatoes and we need her on real housewives of beverly hills because the shit's not the same yeah you're going to go in so hard on yolanda foster slash hadid and say, I think that she might have Munchausens. You're going to say that Kim Richards is on the verge of death. You're going to say Denise Richards is lying about an alleged hookup with Brandy Glanville. You're going to ask Doree if people are doing coke in her bathroom. Yeah. Okay. This is who we know you as. You've been built as this character. Now all of a sudden, she just took a season off. I hope her her pay reflected that. I miss
0: old Rinna, and I wish Rinna would have gotten a little messier. I wish she would have asked a lot more of the questions. I wish we would have gotten the Rinna that we've had in previous seasons. I was disappointed in Lisa Rinna's performance this season. Um, To be fair, though, she was really crucified last season for coming after Denise. And so going into this season, Garcelle sits her down and is like, you weren't a friend to Denise." I was a friend to Denise. My job isn't to question Denise as her friend. My job is to support her. And that was very much Garcelle's position last season. And she says that at the opening of this season, my position as Denise's friend is not to question her. It's not to challenge her. It's really just to believe what she tells us and and you know support her as my friend. And that's kind of the role that Lisa Rinna has taken on this season is she's not challenging Erica. She's believing what Erica's telling her as the role
2: that she was asked to play at the top of this season. Well, but also to be fair, real quick, play devil's advocate, because I know we both love to play that game. Yeah. She's also the queen of own it. And not to mention when Garcelle asked her at the beginning of the season, how do I know that you wouldn't do something like that to me? She's like, Oh, I can't promise you that. (laughs) So if you're telling Garcelle, you could if this would have been Garcelle, And this would have been her storyline and her ex-husband going through this legal drama or Dorit or Crystal Kung Minkoff or Sutton. Lisa Rinna would have been Relentless Rinna. There's a reason, and I'm not quite sure as to what that reason is, but there's a reason that she has shown this allegiance, alliance to Erica Girardi.
0: I think the reason- I th- no, I think that's fair. I agree. Uh, trust me, I miss old Rina. I wish we would have gotten Rina back. Just looking at it objectively, though, I think that what's missing is the contention. If it were Garcelle, or if it were Sign, if it were anybody else, because like think about it, every other person that, with exception for Denise, every other person that Rina has gone. Uh, toe-to-toe with, she's had contention or issues with. Kim Richard, she had an issue with. Yolanda, she had an issue with. You know, all the Lisa Vanderpump, she had an issue with. So I think when, I think she really has a friendship with Erica that maybe is a lot more genuine than the other women. And that's why she's supporting Erica more than she would if it were Garcelle. I agree, if it were Garcelle in the hot seat, Lisa Rinna would be coming at her hard, but it's because her and Garcelle don't necessarily have that close of a
1: friendship. Oh, no, okay. I don't think they're friends at all. I don't think they're it, friends it, at it's all. It's so awkward. Every time they film together, especially the last time when, when Rena came over to Garcelle's house, it was just so fake the whole, you know, back and forth, especially from Rena. Yeah. You know, it, it was really, but I do have to agree with you there. I do think Erica and Lisa have a closer relationship than anyone else. Yeah. Is it a very genuine close? I have your friend. I got your back. Or is it, I know your skeletons, you know, mine let's, be quiet this season. I, I, I would like to, to find that out.
0: That's a good that's point. What I feel that's a good point. I can't, I, I have no rebuttal to that. I think that's a good point.
1: Um, okay. You left Zach
0: speechless. That's you did. That's
1: the first a first. Well, that's a well, I first. I try to look at it from, from both, you know, from both ways. I right. Mean, it's, it's very obvious. They are, they are close, but I just feel like there's maybe something else there that it, it's, it's like something that actually makes Rena shut up. And I don't know what it is. So maybe it could just be we're friends. Maybe maybe
2: it's about the husband. I think it's about the husband. (laughs) Especially (laughs) since Kim Richards' book's not coming out now. book got squashed. I I blame that on Kathy and Kyle. I feel like there was shit in that book that they're like, oh, no, no, no. You're living in my apartment. I'm paying your rent. No. You want to continue to live off of me and my husband or my family? You better squash that book really quick. Or just come back and say it on the show. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay. Can we talk about Tom's secret girlfriend? Tom Girardi's secret girlfriend has been outed. Everyone was saying, or Demois reported a couple of months ago that, that um, the woman that he was photographed with out in Pasadena at the, the top of the year was his travel agent. She's now been outed as Amber Ringler. And she's been spotted with him several times over the past several years at charity events, at work events, events that Erica is not present for. And it now looks like she may have been a longtime girlfriend of Tom Girardi's. People are saying that Erica knew that she was Tom's girlfriend on the side outside of Trisha A. Bigelow. Um, Erica's former image consultant was just on Juicy Scoop, and he says that he's pleading the fifth to talking about whether or not Erica had side boyfriends. What do you think about their marriage slash relationship? Do you think that they really did have booties on the side?
2: I'll let Jason go first.
1: I'm um, yeah. Li- I I do. I definitely think there was some kind of arrangement that they had. Yeah. Now why it, it works out in her favor, but what does it do for him? You know. I mean, I guess, you know, stuff coming out about EJ EJ Global or whatever. Um, I don't know what it necessarily does for him, except hide money. So what what was the actual arrangement of Erica and Tom? Like I'm, that benefits her. Because it really hasn't benefited her. I think he kept her
0: around because it was cheaper to keep her around than it was to divorce her. I think that's why he kept Erica. I think at the beginning, Erica was the young, hot, you know, side piece that he wanted, the trophy wife. And then eventually, as she became more independent, as she started making her own money, I think they drifted apart further. And I think he, you know wanted somebody else. I mean, and come on, she needed something. I don't think, you know, Tom's got the stamina to be eating the catnip all night long. And she, (laughs) she's still young
2: enough to. I have to disagree with Jason though, because I think that this relationship fully benefited Erica, but I look at this and, you know, Jason and I, and you too, Zach, we have all lived in LA. You still live there. We've seen different relationships where it's kind of an arrangement and it's like, okay, well, we'll go out, together. We'll be seen together. We look like we have this perfect whatever. But then when we go home, I have my boyfriend, you have your boyfriend, whatever the case is. We even had a couple friends who acted like this and they didn't have the kind of money or power that Tom Jordy had. But it almost makes me wonder, Erica received allegedly so much money and or spent so much money on this Amex bill. It was millions of dollars. And my question is, did Erica know more than she's leading us on to believe that she knew because maybe Tom was like, Oh shit, I have to keep funding this. If not, if she divorces me, she could take me to the bank and throw me under the bus when it comes to all of these clients, these victims, because she might've known something that could have ruined him a lot, you know, a lot longer ago.
0: No, I, I agree. And I go back and forth with that question of like, how much did she actually know? Like, part right. of me, like, the more I dig into it, I'm like, I don't think she knew. And I know people don't like that answer. It's an honest answer based off of, I mean, look, and there are other, there are people that, you know, you and I both know that also have really studied this case as well, that feel the same way. Um, I don't think she knew as much as everybody wants to believe that she knew. Did she spend the money? Yeah, she still spent the money. From what I've heard from people close to them, um, she... They were both really big spenders and they think that Erica may have been part of Tom's demise because she was such a big spender. So part of me is like, well, was it cheaper to keep her? Or was it cheaper to
2: leave her? I'm almost even more impressed with the fact that Erica could go from this lifestyle of, you know, being a dancer and being, I believe she was a waitress, you know, going from that lifestyle to spending, 2 to $5 million a year. That blows my mind. Even if, you know, Jason and I weren't together and say in some, you know, crazy other world, I ended up marrying a Tom Girardi and he had millions and millions of dollars. I just wouldn't even know how to spend that much money. I mean, maybe it's different when you're in that situation, but it's different when it's not your money. Yeah. I guess it's different when it's not your money, but something here just doesn't really, it doesn't make sense to me. And that's why I always get a lot of shit too on my channel, because People want me to go on there and be like erica she's guilty of this this and this right, and i'm right, like right that's not my position yeah that's not my place we will hear exactly what she knew or didn't know or how much involvement she had when the judge lets us know until yeah. then i'm on standby waiting for the headlines to come out every single day yeah no i'm with my you.
1: only my only intuition here you know or my only thoughts here is that when I've watched her on the show, I, I'm not feeling, I know we're still a little early on in this whole thing, you know, filming wise, but I don't feel any kind of remorse from her at all or any really heartbeat. You know, it's very defensive. She's very angry. Uh, and then that to me, that puts questions in my mind. I'm like, how much did she know? And I, I don't know. I'm, I'm on the same boat as everyone else. I don't know, but I just don't feel any compassion, any remorse, any any kind of feeling, any feeling at all from Erica this season, you know.
0: Yeah, I mean, I also feel like a lot of people are coming into the season just waiting for her to slip up, waiting for her to wear the waterproof mascara or not waterproof mascara. Like everyone's looking and picking apart every single thing that she's doing that I feel like even if she did acknowledge the victims at this point, people would still think that she's lying or faking it like she can cry and people like those aren't real tears she's acting and then she cannot cry and then people like she has no emotion so i'm like i feel like and and for me i don't i haven't really made up my mind one way or another because like you adam i'm waiting for this to all play out but to your point jason i do wish there were a little bit more of a compassion for someone other than herself in this scenario and i think she has tunnel vision and she can only see her own perspective in this but I wish we would be getting a little more from her. I, w- I want to see what it's like at the reunion. I'll, I'll say it right now. Even if she does acknowledge the victims and she does have compassion – I already know 80% of the fans are going to be like, oh, too little, too late. She's only doing this because we want her to. I think she's in an impossible situation. There's nothing she can do that'll win anybody over. I think she's a very wealthy woman. She's pretty. She flaunts her money, and that turns people off. She has an aspirational lifestyle. Now we know it was you know, a fake lifestyle built on smoke and mirrors, but she had a lifestyle that I think is triggering for a lot of people, and so it's easy to project that hatred and that insecurity onto her. She doesn't do herself any favors. I'm not, you know, don't get me wrong. She's not helping no, herself at all.
1: I completely understand, you know, what you're saying. I just uh it, it, i think the emotional if if she was able to control the emotions a little bit is sit down with the ladies and and lay it out, even though she can't. I know there's a lot of legal yeah. things happening, but to sit down and just be patient, have my back hear me out. But it's just been so defensive. Yeah. Anything you can bring up at any time, she explodes. Yeah. And it's it's very, I, I think, I don't know where I said this either on, on my channel or someone else's. It's dark. It just feels very
2: dark. I think it's one of those damned if you do, damned if you don't. I agree with Zach too. It's like at this point, you know, I'm sure she has a whole legal team that briefed her and got her ready for the reunion. People are going to want her to acknowledge the victims. Andy Cohen is definitely going to have that question because well, we know it's coming. Yeah. And if she does acknowledge them in that moment, it's going to be like, well, where were you all season? We're not buying this shit. So again, to your point, there's really no right she could do at this point. Yeah. Everyone is going to pick apart every single move. So I think like Dorit said on the show, she's channeling that strong, badass, like Erica Jane persona in order to be like, fuck off. Yeah. I don't have to deal with this. I'm stronger than this. And I'm going to do and say whatever I want. Cause I don't, give a shit. I'm living for me. And I'm in my own situation. Nobody else is paying my legal bills from what we know. And nobody else is defending me. So I really have to do it myself. And I think that you build this sort of hard shell and trying to navigate that. And that's what she's done. She's cold as ice. Cold as ice. (laughs) Diamonds (laughs) aren't the
0: strongest substance on earth. I am. <laughs> okay, let's. Certainly not. Let's pivot to a more shamazing topic. Let's talk about the the Real houses of Salt Lake City premiere. Overall, one scale of one to ten, how would you rank it? I'm giving it, I'm giving
2: it a solid seven and a
1: half, eight. Mm, Jason, for a premiere, I want to say it was a it was a solid eight. I would For give sure. it a solid eight. Yeah, I would give it a solid yeah.
0: eight. I think that there was drama. There was heat. There was the 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 first two minutes, that whole teaser that they gave us about the Jen Shaw arrest looks so good. Um, do you really believe that the, that Jen and Coach Shaw were really, their relationship was in
1: shambles and they were on the brink of divorce?
2: I believe that. I believe that. I, didn't,
1: I believe that because I wouldn't be able to deal with her after all of the things that happened last year.
2: Well, and I also think that the cameras add and heighten these, um, eccentric behaviors. And I feel like for her, just watching it back, we have to remember too, this guy is a very well-known coach who has, you know, you still have to carry yourself and maintain yourself as this, and you can't be so messy. You know, you're representing a college, a school, a football team that gets millions in funding. He has to be portrayed in a certain light, you know? So that accompanied with her outburst and her reactions, I could see where they would be getting a divorce. It was for me, the moment where she's telling Melissa Barlow and she's like, I haven't been to jail, but I go to jail for you. And I'm like, Oh shit. She did not. That didn't age. Well, damn it. Bravo. Like, of course you're adding that in there. You guys are so shady as hell, but I'm here for it.
0: Thoughts on the new girl, Jenny.
1: I love her. I love her. I mean, this is this, we only got a a very brief kind of introduction to her. I do like one of my favorite parts of coming back into a season, whether it's, uh, whether it's any franchise is, I love doing the whole, like, what are they doing right now? You know, you go quickly catch up with each woman or with, yeah, each lady. And I just thought Jenny is, I think she's great. She has an interesting story. She seems fun. She's resilient. Um, And I love her little family. I think she's going to bring a lot of fire this season. I think so, yeah, they're,
2: they're funny. Well, listening to, you know, her daughter talk to Lisa Barlow about her grades. And she's like, how are you doing in school? Did you catch that? And she's like, I'm getting all A's. That's why they call us Asians and not B's. And I'm like, her daughter just like hitting us with the little one-liners. I, I already love this family. I think that they're funny. Like Jason said, her story yeah. and knowing that. From the trailer, that she's going to get together with Meredith and Jen when they finally have that moment where At trying to get them to hash this out. She's like just flipping out. Like she has the ability to bring not only the conflict but the resolution. Which we've said multiple times that is what it takes to be a great housewife. And she's rich and she's beautiful. And she called her husband a butterface on the first episode. What the <laughs> <heck was laughs> happened? I mean, she likes to ride
0: that butterface. Can you blame her? I love how I, she I love how she came <laughs> in um and was just like listen, I came here on a boat. You don't know what poor is. You don't know my story. Like she owns her story but is also like but look at where I'm at now. Like I am self-made and I own it and I'm teaching my kids and I love like I think I've loved all of the new additions this year. Love Crystal. Love Jenny. I love Mia on Potomac. I like Sutton. Um, I think the only one I haven't liked is Ebony, and I know that's a hot take, but I like Ebony. I just don't think she fit on New York, and I don't think the ladies did her any favors or really welcomed her. But I've loved the integration of all of the new Housewives because I love the culture that it's bringing to the show now. Like, I love the different perspectives. I love... I think Bravo really did a good job with most of its casting this year.
2: You sound like Lisa Barlow. You love everything. <laughs> do, you, do you ever notice that Jason and I watch the show and we laugh because Lisa will, like when she walked into Jinsha's new Chalet 2.0 and she's like, oh my gosh, love that. Oh, I love that. Oh, look at your, cl- love that. Oh my God, I love wow. that. I love that. I'm like, do you... Girl, we have to expand this vocab because I know you got a lot of shit for it last season, but I am here for a new housewife, especially on Salt Lake City. I think it's important. I could have done with the same cast, but I wanted to see, I like to see yeah. if it's appropriate casting, yeah. a new woman come in and see how they integrate into the group. And yeah. I think for Jenny, I feel like there's going to be no holding back. I think she's going to do great. I can't I wait.
1: I agree. And I also feel like it, it shows the the different the diversity in Salt Lake city. I mean, cause I mean, Zach, have you been to Salt Lake No, at all?
0: I don't think so. So no. I
1: was raised Mormon. I grew up around, I didn't grow up around Salt Lake, but going to visit my cousins and, and family and friends. And it, it's has a very uh, you know, Oh, just the Mormons live there. It's very diverse. There's a huge LGBTQIA plus community there. Uh, there's people from all walks of life there. And it's so nice to bring that onto the show too, and just show it's not just a whole bunch of, blonde hair, blue eyed Mormons walking around, you know, with their <laughs> perfect smiles and, and
2: Bibles, you know? Yeah. That was not the part of the Salt Lake city that you took me to, because when I went there, I was like, <laughs> this is Jason, where are we? He's like, this isn't park city. This is a different side. And I was looking around like, <laughs> this reminds me back mm-hmm. of Sequatchie County, Tennessee. Like that's, it took me back a little bit where, you know, just it looks a little bit different. I love it. So I didn't get the blonde hair, blue eyes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I love it. Um, and listen, Adam, you don't have to like me. I love myself enough for the both of us.
2: I love that for you. Thank you. <laughs> love
1: that,
0: Lisa. I love Lisa Barlow. She's like my fave. On, yeah. I think no. I love Whitney too. I love that she dropped the cake three fucking times and still I, was like <laughs> here.
1: If anyone I, on I, the show is all three of us, it's Whitney. Yeah. Okay. Because. I'm sure we drink like Whitney, but with every, with all the drama and everything else going on, it's fun just to watch Whitney. Yeah. You know, it gives you that little kind of relief, you know, during the episodes. And uh, she brought it a little bit last season, but I think this season you know i was saying this on my channel too i feel like last season coming in rookie season all of these girls had were playing caricatures of other housewives yeah we're thinking they need to act or be a certain way and by the end of the season i really felt like they got their groove and right now i just i'm invested into every single one of these ladies yeah so i'm I'm happy with this but uh whitney provides that little comedic relief that we need um yeah, and a little, bit of, a little bit of brightness, you know?
2: Yes. <laughs> that cake, when she picked it up and she's like, oh, no, and then pieces it back to By the time the cake finally made it outside, I was it like, Whitney, what the fuck is that? And then <laughs> the she dropped it again it. outside. I, at that point, just go inside, grab a loaf of bread, stick a candle, do something. Find a cake, cup like, of cake, yeah. And I also, I want a hot tub party like they do it. Whitney, even though they kind of age-shamed her last season, like letting her know you're the youngest one. Yeah. Yeah. To her defense, she said, I might be the youngest, but at least I'm not acting like I'm, you know, like you guys are a lot older than me and you guys are acting like a bunch of buffoons. So I think that young energy is really important. And I like what she brings to the show. One moment that I saw from her in this episode, though, was when they were in this igloo, which had the worst audio because it was like a sound chamber. But um, when she's looking at Meredith and she says, well, what if Jen Shaw said something about Lisa Barlow's kids would yeah. that be different? You know, isn't there hypocrisy here? I'm like, well, Meredith is also sitting across the table talking to you two, and you two went in on Lisa Barlow. So yeah. I see both sides. There's hypocrisy on both sides. I just don't think I agree with Meredith in this regard because I don't think that it's as severe as Jenshaw liking the homophobic tweets. I think that's a little. So do you disgusting. think. Yeah. Okay. So do you,
0: you don't think that they're equivalent in the Meredith and Lisa stuff, their issues with the ladies. You don't think that they.
2: No, not at all. Especially after, if we remember, you know, from the first season where Lisa Barlow walked out and she was done with that relationship with Jen, we heard at the reunion that she saw Jen Shaw getting on the elevator and she was just breaking down. And that was a moment where she saw, you know, this sort of realness from her and she felt compassion, which we get. Okay. So you decided to move forward. I understand that, but by Heather and Whitney calling you out for it, and then saying that you were cold to them, which that's how they felt. I don't think that's the same thing as me going on. Like, for example, what if I went on over this past week, we're friends and I started liking tweets that weren't in your favor. Right, by Or if I started Richards? retweeting them, you would message me. I was just going to say
1: that, but I didn't want to.
2: <laughs> Did you say you're messy? I
0: said by Ronald
2: Richards. Uh, I, You know, by whoever. But <laughs> what if I started re- retweeting these? You would text me and be like, what the fuck? Yeah. And I'd be like, oh, sorry, we're still friends, right? You know, but it's still, it would be, it would be
1: shitty of me. It's not even the liking exactly. or the retweets. It, it was the comment that she made on one of those comments yeah. where she said, I completely agree 100%. And, it, you know, where they were calling Brooks, I guess, a, a twink in that comment. Yeah. And I Anissa's thought that was kind of, and it's, yeah, I just like, stay off social media. What are you doing? Well, let, let's, it, it makes her come off really dumb.
0: Yeah. What, okay, so what do you think of the word twink? Is it offensive? And, because my position, because Brandi Glanville has called me a Twinkie on her podcast and she didn't use it like she used it as an insult. For, so to me, the way I explained it to people is it's like because some people are like, oh, well, that's actually a compliment. Yes and no. It depends on the context and how the word is used. If it's used to emasculate you, then it's you. Then it's 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 offensive. But if it's not well, used in to this, emas-
1: I think in this instant, you know, it, it's a lot of speculation. Yep. OK whether you think Brooks is one way or another, he hasn't revealed yeah. it on the show. He hasn't revealed anything to his mom. And I think at that point you need to leave it alone, Yeah, you know, because it can come off offensive, especially yeah. to someone who hasn't told us anything about and his sexuality. I want to piggyback his... back
2: off of that really quick too, because by her going on, um, watch what happens live or whatever it was and her saying, you know, you're welcome because he saw my vagina and that's probably, he's never seen a vagina before. I feel like, I, and I don't know if for you, Zach, but growing up before you come out, and I'm not saying he's going to come out, he could just be a more feminine dude. Who knows, right? right? I, I, I'm sure fans feel a certain way and that, you know, he probably in their minds is a part of the LGBTQIA plus community. But yeah. the fact is until somebody shares that part of them with you, you shouldn't put that out there. I used to feel like shit, especially in high school when people would give me so much shit like Adam, you haven't hooked up with your girlfriend. You haven't had sex with her. She's like one of the hottest girls in school. And they would give me so much shit. And I'd be like, oh man, they'd be like, you must be gay. You And I would get yeah. called so many different names and it just makes you feel so shitty. That's the same way I would imagine that he would feel. And yeah. like you said, how the word twink being thrown around, I think it's the context. That's like saying, yeah. you know, if I was like, oh, that's my bitch. And then all of a sudden I looked at you and I was like, you're my bitch. You know, those could be two different, like I'm either offending you or I'm like joking around and we're friends, but they're not on that friend level.
0: Yeah, I, no. think, I think the word is weaponized a lot to emasculate somebody and be like, oh, you're a Twinkie, you're younger, you're more effeminate, you're more, you know, whatever. Um, whereas I think in the gay community, it is being more, like, embraced if you're labeling yourself that way or if you're owning that within your own sexuality. And I think when it comes to Brooks, you know, it is like Meredith said, he hasn't talked about it. And maybe he's not ready to. And I think, you know, similar to you, Adam, I think, you know, in like middle school or high school, before you even fully understand or are ready to accept what your sexuality actually is, when somebody else labels you like that, and what, this was, what, 10 years ago that we were in high school? Maybe a little more. Um, that was, it, it wasn't as open you know guys weren't wearing nail polish to you know to school and they're wearing makeup and it wasn't as accepted to be more effeminate or to embrace you know your feminine side that any sort of um insinuation of that was that you were gay and that's bad you know or that's not accepted that's not you know it means you're less of a man it means whatever you know and there are so many other undertones of what those words actually mean and I think Jen doesn't even fully understand that. And I think, as somebody at the reunion who was trying to play that card herself of not, you know, within the gay community, but of being a minority. As a minority myself, I did kind of feel like she was playing that, playing it as a card to gain sympathy. And I didn't appreciate that. And I shared that on my podcast as well. But as somebody that, you know, at least understands what it means to be a minority, for her to then weaponize that for somebody else that's a kid. He's, what, 20, 21 years old? Like, right. I just think, you know.
2: Well, and also, to be fair, I have an uncle. um, who didn't come out until he was 50 years old. He didn't tell anybody. And every the whole family always speculated. And we always thought, you know, maybe there's something more to it. And he told me after he came out that even when he was in his late 30s, early 40s, he would go home and have breakdowns mm. because he didn't know how to share that. So I've seen comments where people are like, come on, he's 20, this is 2021, get with the times. That's not for you to decide. That's for him to decide while navigating his religion, while navigating his relationship within his family at the end of the day i don't think the two are the same yeah. heather and whitney saying lisa barlow you're very dismissive of me you've you know said things about me you assumed or insinuated that i was a swinger those things are not equivalent to you liking a tweet that says somebody slap brooks and call him a sissy bitch yeah. you know what i mean it's not the same
0: it's not the same because it's like it's attacking your family it's attacking your kid and it's you know
2: yeah. I, I think, and she said he attacked my vagina. Okay. And I think too, so because did you're on Coach a platform. Yeah. <laughs> because you're on this platform,
1: because it's, you know, the, the, the relationship he has with his mom, with, with, with Meredith, I think it's really easy for people to say, Oh, come on. Yeah. Like we see you on TV all the time. You're, you're this way or you're whatever. But when I think of myself as a 21 year old who still wasn't out, like, yeah. Uh, you know, I, and I, and I was very much like Brooks, you know, almost to a T maybe
2: not, you know, your mom should have known when she bought her, she had a personal shopper for you at Saks. That's when your mom should have known. <laughs> Jason. My mom should have known when she was picking me up in fifth grade and bringing me coloring books. And I was asking her to stop at Walgreens to get people Mac. Like there, there are signs sometimes, but at the end of the day, that's for me to tell you, <laughs> that's all I'm saying. <laughs>
0: Um, Okay, so after the episode aired, we had watched What Happens Live. Heather Gay was on the show, and she basically admitted that she knew that Jen's business was shady, but she just didn't know that it was illegal. That was, when I heard her say that, I was like, oh, that is not good. Jen is throwing a glass at somebody right now.
2: I think it wasn't good for her to say that um, on multiple levels. There were certain things that she said at that that appearance. And like she said, it's her first live appearance after being a part of Bravo because she is kind of a COVID housewife. But by her saying that she likes criminals because she's not a big fan of the man, I'm like, that is not probably the best thing for you to say. And then for her to also add in that she knew the business was unsavory, Jen Shaw is still being watched by the Fed. So I was just going it... to say
1: this because you remember Sutton does not want to be involved in any of this for her reputation. Right. She doesn't right. want to be indicted. And you see on the preview, Heather is like, I don't want to be indicted. I don't, I don't want anything to, to do with this. It's like, then just be quiet. Yeah. Like, be quiet.
2: Like, yeah. Don't act like you have any knowledge. No. Like, oh, I knew I'm the business sure was like
1: shady, but I'm sure as like a friend, you know, you can see we have, we, uh, we know people with shady businesses too, but when you see it happening, you don't know how I, she doesn't know the details or the books or what's, what's going on, but she knows something or, or maybe has had a conversation of something. And that's just something you should not have admitted on watch what happens live. We, because you know. don't know,
2: like, who knows if there's a, an attorney out there or like, cause we see in the upcoming episodes where Whitney says at the table, if we don't share what we know, we could be in a lot of trouble. Now for Heather, This is something like, if you say, I knew she had an unsavory business, I didn't know it was illegal, but I knew things weren't adding up and I wouldn't want to be a part of that business. You don't know if there's an attorney or a prosecutor or someone out there who's like, oh no, she's holding back because she said, is this live? And Andy Cohen had to tell her, yes, we're live. You don't know if somebody's watching this, like, "Uh uh-uh, bitch, we're bringing you in and we're having you sit down and you're going to tell us under oath every single thing or conversation that Jen Shaw had with you that you could recall. You don't know.
0: Well, she even admitted that she had a one-hour podcast where she asked Jen all about her business and asked her all about the inner workings and the details of what that business actually is. So, I mean, in this sense.
2: I mean, just to be fair, and Ronald Richards said that he could have easily sent Lisa Renna a deposition because she's standing you know, there on the show saying, I know Erica didn't do anything wrong. And he said on my channel, well, if you know, then come on and let us know why you know. Sure, her attorney could fight the deposition. But my whole point is, is if it's that easy to depose someone, I would not be sharing anything like that. Like, I just wouldn't have even commented on it. That's where I'm coming from with that. Because yeah, you don't want to be deposed.
0: Yeah, I also. I, Go get no, I get what you're saying. No, I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. Just with the Lisa Rinna thing is it's like there hasn't been any implication that she actually knows anything heather has like has revealed intimate details of what she right, actually knows. it's a lot worse and she can be yeah. deposed um maybe she has as far as we know she may have been deposed in the past because they've been investigating jen for a while and we don't know and this is again an investigation with the feds so it's it's a lot more intricate um i think the linear the Rena deposition was a bit more of a a headline grab um, more than there was any merit to that. But that's, you know, besides the fact.
2: Um, Right. No, 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 totally. But I I do think to the, to the whole point, you know, if an attorney is saying that they can depose you over something that feels or seems that minor and you're like, what, then definitely watching Heather Gay come on and say, you know, I knew it was unsavory. Is this live? I feel like I knew it's like, yeah. She I agree with not, Jason. She
0: does not put herself in a good position at all. Heather is like. She needed written. Kathy Hilton next to her to be like. I don't three. know her.
2: Shut up. Settle down. Yeah, settle, down. settle, settle down. down. Let's all have a nice dinner. Enjoy your challah bread. Shut up. I love how Eric is like. <laughs> ha- Eric is having her breakdown
0: moment, and Kathy's like. Settle down. Like we're yeah. doing a meditation. <laughs> <laughs> okay, are you guys ready for Shady Spitfire? Yes. To close out. Jason, this is I Jason's first think Shady so. Spitfire. Okay. First, so quick answers. So first one: Did Robert Senior really get stuck in Florida, or was he just living his best life out there during the pandemic without Mary Cosby?
2: Living his living best his life. Best life. Yes, you could have drove, friend. We've <laughs> driven across the country multiple times. It is not that hard. He could have drove. He's living his best life. He did not want to go visit Mary Cosby in her closet. Hmm. Mary was having a great time on her own. Yeah, I'm sure Mary
0: was like, stay there, baby. It's safer for you in Florida. Go
2: hang with the spring breakers. (laughs) And her family members allege that she has a guy on the side anyway. So if that's true, then I'm sure she's fine. I I hear his name is Jesus. Are you being sarcastic or for real? Jesus, Jesus. Oh, oh. okay, Um,
0: okay. would you rather only wear Brooks Marks collection or only drink Vita tequila for the rest of your life?
1: Oh, I'd rather wear Brooks Marks collection only because I wear Mm -hmm. hoodies and sweatpants all over. The tequila market is oversaturated Uh, and we don't need another housewife brand coming in. Uh, You know what is probably way better than Vita tequila? And uh, and it is. I don't know because I haven't tried it, but. Your rosé is amazing.
0: Thank you, Jason. Nofilterwine.com. Thank you, Jason.
2: (laughs) I like that nice little add-in, Jason, that little promo. But I'm going to have to go against that and say that I would rather have Vita Tequila only because I feel like the inner fashionista in me, I love to wear new brands, new colors. You always see me in something different. You're literally always always in in a black black shirt. What are you talking about? I didn't come here to be attacked. I just (laughs) want the damn Vita Tequila.
1: I mean, if you could You'll ever find headache. it, you're going to have a headache for days. Uh,
2: okay. You don't know. You haven't tried it. We haven't. You know what,
1: what is your website? Let me, I can go on Vita Tequila. Listen, I have a vendetta only because <laughs> I want to find it. You know, I have a Vita Vendetta, so I need to find Vita Tequila. I need to try it, but you're not telling me where, how, anything it's made. Like this is stuff that uh, it, the rocks tequila apparently is amazing. I want to try that. Terra Mana. Yeah. Uh, Casamigos is great. That's a go-to. Uh, what did Vita there's, Tequila there's a, ever do to you? it it didn't do anything because it hasn't appeared in front of me anywhere anywhere and when you go on to order it or you ask the people at total wine where it's supposed to be the one that she said it was supposed to be they have we have no idea what that is zach you still look see
0: it you up it's not Jason? Coming. you'd be drinking better tequila okay next question <laughs> Um, do you think there's a double standard with Jen Shaw and Erica Jane? Erica Jane's getting a lot of heat, but Jen's out here doing a lot of press without any remorse, remaining uh maintaining her innocence as well.
2: Yes. I think there is because I think there was a whole documentary that gave a voice to the victims um when it came to the Girardi cases. And I think that that by giving a voice to the victims and seeing them on screen, and it was a very well-produced documentary, I think it raised a lot of emotions with people and it makes people watch that and see what these victims have been through and yeah. then look at erica's life and they're like oh fuck no i think for jen shaw we haven't heard from those victims and we haven't seen you know what's come from her going to court yet because she hasn't been to court so yeah. i think her time will come but as of right now people are 10 times harder on erica than they are on jen shaw and erica's not being investigated criminally yeah. jen shaw is is. They're two totally yeah. different things.
1: Yeah. 100%. But both of them haven't slowed down on social media. And I don't think anything they're doing on social media right now is really appropriate until we know answers. Well, I
0: agree. But to that point, though, Jason, I think there is a double standard because Jen Shaw has been arrested and criminally charged. Erica Jane is just the spouse. Nobody's holding Coach Shaw to any fire. Granted, he's not out there and pimping himself out on social media, but Erica did not have any... Fiduciary responsibility to Tom's clients. Tom had that responsibility, yet we're crucifying Erica. And Jen Shaw, who is also on social media maintaining her innocence, is not being held to that same standard and not getting ripped apart, even though she has been criminally charged in an investigation against the feds.
2: And to be fair, we've seen photos of Erica where they're risque. And we know that, you know, brand ambassador for Savage X Fenty, stuff like that, which PK even raised the questions like, maybe this doesn't look the best for you. But if you go on Jen Shaw's social media right now, you see her at football games. You see her out, you know, having pizza. You see her getting glammed up. You see her hashtagging free Jen Shaw. You see her acting like the hammer is not about to come down on her life. I still agree. I think there's a double standard. There's a hypo- Yeah, there's a double standard.
0: Um, who is the biggest potster of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills this season?
2: Oh, Oh, I mean, LA Times. <laughs> <laughs> I would say, honestly, I would think that it would be set in Strack, but not in, you know... Not that, in a bad way. Not in a bad way. I think that she, again, is the voice of the fans. She's asking the questions. And when there's shit that's coming out of left field every time you turn around, like Tom Girardi drove his car off the side of a hill. He was left there for hours. He There was no police report, no medical records. But look, he has a mistress over here, but there was a burglar who came in and Tom confronted him and then had to go get eye surgery. But I didn't know anything about the victims. The only thing, or the only person who knows is Tom. It's like, what the actual fuck is happening right now? And I think for Sutton, she's asking the same questions that when we're watching it, we're like, hold on, this is a lot.
1: Yeah. She was a, she was a shit stir, a shit stir in a Sutton way and not a Kyle way. Yeah. So I, I feel like there was not any hard intentions. She just wanted to ask
2: some questions. She wasn't a sniper from the side.
0: Uh, I feel like she shot the machine gun when Erica wasn't in the room. And then when Erica's there, she pulled out a little BB gun.
2: Her and well, the rest of still the girls. Shoot,
0: yeah. Well, I feel like Doree and Garcelle definitely gave it to Erica, though. Like Garcelle yeah, was so like, fuck Tom. Yes, I think Garcelle tongue.
1: really, really... Yeah, Dorit was the only one, and
0: Dorit was the only one that was like, "I don't agree that this doesn't drag us into the press. I don't agree that it's unfair for us to have questions." Like at Kathy's dinner, Dorit really showed up with her voice.
2: Okay, but to also be fair, Shady Bravo producers had they have sat Dorit right next to Erica, I have a feeling that she wouldn't have had the same cojones to like look at Erica and say the same shit. That's not fair. You're sat across from a table, and then you sit like this like little mouse next to no,
0: but they sat her next to Brandy Glanville last year at the Capri room. And she was very much just in Brandy's face and Brandy can get just as, as gangster as Erica can, if not more so Brandy will throw wine at your face. Um, Erica will just clock you with the Cartier ring. But like, I feel like <laughs> Dorit's not afraid to, to get in your face and, you know, cause she definitely grilled Brandy Glanville at the Capri room last season. Um, that's fair. Okay. Did either of you watch the So That Happened Real Housewives of New York special?
2: Yes. You did? Oh no. god. Why? Yes, I did. <laughs> it had big... had why less, no or why yes? It had, it had literally like just right over 500,000 viewers for the episode, which was so bad. But honestly, the episode in not one episode, we got more than we got from the entire season. So did you watch it? It's still on my DVR. <laughs> um, I mean, you're not missing anything, but I don't, by the time this reunion comes out, I feel like nobody's going to give a shit. Yeah. Um, okay. Real housewives
0: of New York reunion. Are you excited for it? Or do you think at this point we should just let it rest? We're probably not going to get it until us. November. Go Maybe bury that us.
2: with Renna's alter ego and Harry Hamlin's garden. Cause nobody gives a shit. <laughs> yeah. I'm over it at this point. Like the, the
0: season's done. It's a wrap. We just need to move on.
2: Yeah. Just bring Dorinda back and leave us alone. Yes, bring Dorinda back. I love Dorinda. Yes.
0: Okay, last one, Adam. Since on your on your show up in Adam Live, you said that you were the Karen Huger of my beef with Ronald Richards. <laughs> now you have to tell me: Am I Candace or am I
2: Monique? Oh no! <laughs> Why would you put me? Okay. Um, oh gosh, this I'm is hard. Candace. I'm Karen. Karen wouldn't even answer that. I think. Listen. From actually, from what he told me, he said that you guys were getting along now. So maybe did I miss something? I don't know. Well, but I, I, I
0: did. Here, I'll, I'll say this, and I haven't said this on my show. I did reach out to him and say, you know what? Let's squash. Like this is ridiculous. This is beneath both of us. Let's squash this beef. Um, he asked me to take down some stuff, and I did. Um, and so yes, we did. I, I said that the Twitter beef was done. Will I still be holding people accountable moving forward? Yes. But uh, there's no need to be sparring on Twitter.
2: Right. So I actually, I had Ronald Richards on this past week and he didn't say anything to me about you, but I just made it clear. Like if we're going to do an interview, which again, there's nothing that I feel like I'm Meredith right now. There's nothing (laughs) that prompted this conversation, Yeah, but I just said, I don't want that brought up because- zach is you know i'm a friend of zach's yeah. we collaborate together we do things together and i'm not i don't want to be stuck in the middle because one i don't yeah. understand how this all came not, about and, and it's two. not your position to be in the
0: middle like nobody needs yeah. to be in the middle of this but jason am i candace or am i monique i think i'm candace i i, I was gonna say monique really you think i was yeah. gonna grab him and throw no, him, I him I on think the he table would
1: drag someone absolutely drag me boom
2: <laughs> <laughs> Listen, if I had to pick, I like you and I love Monique. So especially cause Jason and I, she came to Palm beach. We met her and her husband. We met her family. We went to the cigar lounge a couple times. We had a great time. I feel like I would have the same great time with you, Candace and her husband, husband, jerk, cook, whatever Oof. you want to call him by trade. I don't fucking know what he does at this point. Honestly, I don't. I would go with Monique because Candace doesn't like me. I don't love her personally, but I like her on the show. So that's where I'm at. Okay. I need to send Monique
0: some drag me Rose.
2: Yeah. Oh, she'll drink it. She'll love it. She'll drink it. She'll smoke her cigar and she'll be like, Hey Zach. (laughs) Catch (laughs) me on YouTube. All
0: right. Thank you guys so much for, for playing Shady Spitfire and for spilling all the tea on Beverly Hills and Salt Lake city. Where can they
2: check out your channels, Adam? So, um, you guys can follow me. Wow. You would think I'm drinking the Drag Me Rosé, which it's little but mighty. Lady City. Okay. Have to get all those keywords in there. You guys can find me on my channel, um, Up and Adam, on YouTube. We have a lot of exciting stuff coming up. More interviews, which I'm super excited about. Um, But unfortunately, we all know how this works. When you want to interview these different celebrities, Bravo celebrities, whatever you call them, there's a lot of Um, publicists involved in scheduling. And it becomes a little bit of a pain in the ass, but they are coming and we are doing daily hot topics. So up and Adam. And Jason, what's your channel?
1: You can find me on YouTube uh, down with Jason. You know, I kind of played off of the up and Adam thing, but Adam and I have such different opinions on stuff that I thought I just need to start my own channel. I'm not doing interviews, but a lot of great conversation, a lot of great uh collaborations and also we cover a lot of royal topics so i do have royal panelists on um we've only done one but going on every week and we're going to cover a lot of those as well sweet
0: thank you guys so much for coming on hashtag no with zach peter that's me you can give me a follow thanks for having me at just plain zach and what are yeah what are your social handles you're at up and adam live and at jason
1: you got I, i'm not going to change mine but mine's at jason barrett so you can find me there at jason barrett on instagram otherwise i'm not really on anything else
0: you're not on OnlyFans. Not yet. <laughs> not yet. Dorinda's on OnlyFans. Sonia's on OnlyFans. Um, I'm not on OnlyFans either, but you can follow me at JustPlainZach. Follow the show at No Filter with Zach. Like I said, I'm doing a, a takeover today, Monday, at the Skinny Confidential. So go and check them out. Give them a follow. I love me some Lauren Everett's Bastic. You're going to want to get one of those ice rollers because they are good, um, especially after a long night of rosé drinking. You can get my rosé at NoFilterWine.com. NoFilterWine.com. Book Club is happening this Tuesday, Eric jane's book pretty mess you're gonna need to get your copy or not i'll be breaking it down and you can just listen to my hot takes because i'm i'm great at that all right guys thank you so much for tuning and i'll talk to you this wednesday or actually tomorrow night live on the instagram um and until then i'm gonna go and interrogate jason and adam a little bit more all right guys we will talk <laughs> to you later bye